0: Hey, it's us again. Welcome back to another episode of the five tool podcast. I'm Dustin McComas joined once again as always by Drew Bishop. This is episode 116. It is June 6th. It is a Tuesday and I probably haven't known what date is for at least a week <laughs> or two now. Uh, I know Drew is in the same boat as I am because it's, it's five tool season. Um, The high school playoffs are wrapping up the five tool summer season. I know technically it's still spring, but the summer season is off and running. Uh, we've got two weekends in the book already. We've got so much stuff going on with our kickoff events and regional events and California and Houston and Dallas and, and uh, the the college league and the twelve scout league that's pow- powered by Five Tool this year and there's just a lot of stuff happening. Um, it's all really really exciting and uh, it just kind of makes time fly right now, especially when you're you're at an event or at the ballpark or catching up with people and and uh, and doing a lot of baseball things behind the scenes. But Drew, before we got on here, we were exchanging war stories about kids and and animals. Uh, so it's been <laughs> a uh, it's it's been a it, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster in my house, and it sounds like you spent some time on the ground with the dog during the thunderstorm. So, um, you might hear it in our voice a little bit that uh, it's it's uh,
1: the kids and the animals are kind of getting the best of us right now. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to shift to the positive side and uh, talk about boy has his first t-ball practice tomorrow oh wow and the first game for the rowdy lions uh will be friday night Okay. The rowdy, rowdy lions and, it, and he got number one which my mom was thrilled about because that's what number i was for most of my uh pretty much until college um so yeah so and i had nothing to do with that i did not influence that at all um that's the number he picked on his own. Maybe because it's only one of the few that he knows, but um, he went with number one. So nice. He went number one for the blue and white rowdy lions on the, ra- the rowdy lions. That's that uh, is it.
0: I'm sure they will put the rowdy in in rowdy lions for sure. But yeah, that'll be. I, I can't wait for your uh, for for the report on how it goes because the idea of like Jack being on a T-ball field right now like blows my mind. <laughs> like he's started to get more interested in like going and playing with a T and swinging a bat and stuff like that, but um he's just he's he's not not quite there yet. But yeah, the idea of all those little guys with their little feet running around out there is uh I can't remember like what age I started at. I think it was 4, I think. I don't mm-hmm. remember for sure though. I think yeah,
1: that's, I don't know. I don't remember, yeah.
0: to be honest. Yeah, we might have to start jacking soccer shots first so he can just kick things because he's really good at kicking things. Yeah, um, yeah. He, like it. kicking me out of our bed last night uh, because he claimed <laughs> his hip was hurting and then he got into our bed and fell asleep. So, you know, that's just kind of his skill right now. But, uh, well, good luck to the to the Rowdy Lions in number one. Um, we might need to get we, – we probably need to go get Shane to video that game. I think we could get him oh. on there and and get him down the line and get some expert coverage. Well, it um, is
1: later. It is later in the day. So we might right. have a chance.
0: Yeah. So it's, as long as it's after like 10 AM, you know, he can probably work that into his, his schedule with his pool days uh, and stuff like that. But uh, well, we've got a ton to talk about. Like I said, there's a lot going on in the baseball world right now with, with all of our events across the nation um and also the playoffs too. Playoffs are wrapping up. We were joking, and it seems like we've been playing talking about the playoffs for like two months because they're just so April, long. But April yeah. 28th is when we made our first picks. April 28th is when we made our picks. Do we need do we need to revisit um our picks? Yeah, I I think that would be worth talking about. Okay, so I've got them pulled up right now. And the sad th- the sad thing for me. Is I picked the six A winners. I picked three of the four winners. The only one I didn't pick was fifteen minutes from my house. Yeah. Well, I mean, you
1: do hate them, right? How 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 (laughs) how
0: embarrassing is that? Um, Yeah, I'm I'm glad they still let me
1: around to watch games and stuff like that. So yeah. So oh well, I got I got. I mean, we know a lot of people with the Westlake program and word from word from inside the clubhouses they've been using your pick uh as fuel for their um for their r- drive to round rock so they you know they should be thanking you if they uh, I got, if they win, i got all... a text i i went with johnson so i got a text as soon as that game was over uh, on on uh-huh. friday so mm. yeah so i mean i i just i just responded with your welcome um, yeah right like
0: we should get for t- me sh- if they win state they we should get t-shirts um we should get something like some we, sort of compensation for for providing the extra fuel to just get those guys over the hump you know
1: yeah well we'll never we'll never live up to like master hater uh <laughs> status like kindle yeah um but yeah we we can do our best to be hated by as many communities as we can in the uh texas high school scene so um so yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, you crushed me in six, Um, I got one of four. Um, obviously, you got Flower Mound, Cy Woods, and Pearland. I mm-hmm. got Pearland. Um, did do fairly well on the sleeper side, t- with Palm Ball and Allen going three deep. Um, lost Rockwall in the fourth round. And then, but you had the, you picked, you picked the regional final in region three. So yeah, I'm gonna, it was, it was I got, I'm not, I can only, I have to give you six, A. you definitely crushed that compared to my picks. So yeah. Um, yeah. And
0: like, and go back to Westlake too. They like the, the John, I was looking back at the Johnson series and there's some good video coverage of it online. It was great to see Theo Gillen back on the field, you know, kind of coming back from his knee injury that I actually saw happen late in district play. It was just a quintessential Westlake game. Like, they're down one nothing in the last inning, and they just figure out a way to score a run. They figure out a way to extend the game. They figure out a way to push a couple runs across. Like, that's just kind of how they've been, like, all season long. And, you know, kudos to them. Just They just keep figuring out ways to win. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, they have guys coming off the bench. Like, it hasn't been, like, one star guy has just, like, carried the load. Although – on the mound, Jack Brady's been seems like he's been phenomenal every time he's been on the mound. Nathan Duvall's been really good. Chance Covert's pitched the best he's pitched all year in the postseason. Um, Joe Sockwell being a guy for for them out of the pen. Look at me rattling off all these names. So I've watched them all and I didn't even pick him to win the region. Um, but like that's just it's what we say. Like some of these teams just figure out ways to win games over and over and over again. And you know, kudos to them. They're they going to be match up in that first round against Pearland, which has kind of doing the same thing. Like, a lot of low-scoring, tight games, you know, their pitching has been really, really good. Nico Partita, 2025 arm, has been electric. Jaden Barfield has been awesome, awesome. He's a guy I wrote about last week, you know, looking ahead to when we update our 2024 5-55. He's not just going to be on there. He's going to be way up on the list. He can pitch. He can pitch it's real stuff. It's real strike throwing, competitiveness. He's been really, really good. Um, so that'll be a fascinating matchup to watch. But yeah, looking at our five A 5A picks, five A's been five A's been interesting. Um, been a little bit not as not as chalky as I guess six A was, but I would say you know we I think we both had Magnolia West and Lake Creek. Uh, no, you had Friendswood. In, in, three. I had,
1: I had Princewood. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which Barbara Hill knocking them out early. On I did, uh, big, big surprising moves of, a uh,
1: of 5A. We can, we can skip 5A. Um, just <laughs> didn't, was go that not,
0: well. was that not good to you either? Do we need to get out of 4A before?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That might be, might be weird. I mean, I did. We both had Grapevine, Lost in Fourth. You had Argyle as your sleeper that which i admit kinda, I even it on there, kinda, not, not
0: really a great sleeper pick not a not a true sleeper pick more of a like hey this is this team could win the region
1: yeah yeah that um yeah i had i had white house as a sleeper that made it four rounds deep and then yeah. Lake creek as the sleeper that went to the fifth round but yeah rouse i mean, getting
0: rouse getting knocked out in the last you know before the state tournament um I had them as a team to watch and man, they played so well and the defense just let them down in those last couple games against Bernie champion. Um, but yeah, that was, let's go down to four. A um, we both had Randall who's
1: still in it. Yep. Uh, I had, I had Salina and PG. So fifth round and fourth round. How about Aubrey Part-
0: making, how about Aubrey making a run?
1: Yeah. Made yeah. me, uh, made me look pretty smart there. Yeah, I had you lost them in the third. I lost yeah. Bullard in the third. I had I had Sinton and Bernie in region four, so I won that one.
0: You won that one, but
1: but you won overall because you had you got three of the four teams in Round Rock. So, yeah. that, that China, China Spring won. Yeah.
0: China Spring is, yeah, they're they're uh they're legit.
1: Um. 3A
0: did did uh, did either one of us
1: I, I did I got so I win the small schools because I had Boyd and they made mm-hmm. it and I have shiner and they made it and so I'll take the small schools so yeah you've you got the small schools
0: um rock I think got knocked out in like the very end before the state tournament um I'm gonna see who did they get knocked out by. Um, wall okay yeah that's probably a little bit of of an upset i would say um yeah london back in there it's it's unusual suspects in 3a like in the end it like i feel like the way a lot of these series started in the first week it was like oh my gosh we're gonna have so many upsets they're like a lot of game threes a lot of drama and then in the end it just turned into a pretty much the the cream rising to the top in a lot of these classifications and it's it's going to make for a really really good uh really good state tournament. Uh do you want to do picks for let's do it. Okay, let's do it. So 6A, you've got Cy Woods versus Flower Mound in the first game there and then Westlake versus Pearland in that second game on Friday, June 9th.
1: Who are you rolling with there? Okay. Let me see. In six A, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Flower Mound. Okay. And I'm gonna go with Flower Mound and Westlake, with Flower Mound as the eventual champion. Wow. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm representing the DFW area here. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's. But, the, I, yeah, but they. I mean. They've got they've got I I haven't seen everybody, but like trying to match up with Goldston and Zach James um, on top of that offense has been provided by Sam Erickson. Is, Sam
0: Erickson's been out of his mind. It, he good. is.
1: <laughs> like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's been
0: incredible what he's done in the playoffs. It's uh, it's he's got to be hitting seven hundred in the playoffs and like slugging like way more than that it's it's been it's been uncanny the run that he's been on um yeah it's tough because you got to kind of think ahead to who has pitching and and cyber cypress woods is interesting now that chase morgan is like backpack um, right because he had to really pitch those guys into into the state tournament uh kind of coming back for from a back injury that had him sidelined for a little bit but yeah, Flower Mound's tough with Golston and Zach James, and they've got guys in the bullpen. And Erickson has been unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sywitz has so many lefties in the lineup, and that's just kind of if you don't have a lefty, it's it's big yeah. old platoon advantage. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Flower Mound in that one. Um, <laughs> I I've learned my lesson. Pearland is the more talented team. I'm not, I'm not picking against Westlake again. I can't do it. Now what'll happen will be if I pick them and they lose, it'll be my fault. Yeah. Like, oh, you finally pick us and you you cursed us. So um I'm gonna go with Westlake. And just to be different, you've got Flower Mound winning it. I'm gonna pick Westlake to win it. Okay. Okay. The 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 hometown the hometown chaps. On their, on their magical so run.
1: So it's going to be your fault if they lose.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 So, um, but like it, all four of those teams very easily could win the state championship. Like it, there are, they are really, really good complete teams. Arms, star hitters, seniors, lineup depth. Defense, like, it's it's all really, really, really good. Um, going to 5A, so we've got Magnolia West versus Frisco Reedy. And then Argyle versus Bernie Champion are the two matchups in 5A. This one, to me fairly straightforward and maybe that's cuz I haven't seen Frisco Reedy but Magnolia West, Big Game James riding with them and then Argyle and then I've got Magnolia West winning it all.
1: Okay? Um Mag West winning it all? Yeah, I mean, I I like <clears throat> I like a lot of the pieces for Reedy. Um they're young. Mm -hmm. Um, but also they have, you know, Ryan Alexander has been good in the playoffs, um, for some senior leadership there. He's been good, uh, tough to go against Elwanger, assuming they throw him game one. So I'm going to go Mag West versus Argyle Mm -hmm. with, and for sake of being different, I'm going to go Argyle. Yeah. Let's
0: split it up. We might as well get on both sides of the coin here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Argyle's legit, man. A lot of arms, a lot of talent. They could very easily win that win that state championship. And 4A, you've got Canyon Randall versus uh, Texas Arcana Liberty. How do you pronounce that? Ilu? Ilu. Ilu. Shows you how much of an East Texas guy I am. Um, and then Sinton versus China Spring. This, to me, is way more wide open than I would have thought two months ago. Yeah. And a big reason why, like, like Blake Mitchell hasn't pitched in a while. Yeah. So if he's not gonna pitch, I, I I mean, that that whole thing could go different ways. Like if you told me, hey, he's gonna pitch, I'm gonna say, well, Sentin's gonna win. But um, I mean, I watched Sinton for two games in the uh in the Davenport series down at um Northeast ISD Park in San Antonio. Gorgeous park, by the way. I love that stadium. And I'm sure Adrian Alanis was sweating bullets, like it just they had really tight games, and I, I don't know what's going on there, but Mitchell hasn't really thrown much in a long time. Fought both games, hit an yeah. opposite field homer, firing the ball all over the place, but, but wasn't pitching. They barely hung on. So if he's if he's not on the mound, like that's that thing's kind of wide open. I it's tough to pick against Sinton. Um man, I I almost am tempted to pick China Spring. Oh, um, oh, I know I like I know oh. I like Canyon Randall in that first matchup, okay, um I'm okay, I'm gonna okay, go ahead, you pick I'll'll you just want me to pick China Spring so you can pick pick Sinton?
1: no, no, I want you to I want you to pick what you're gonna pick. I just I haven't seen China Spring.
0: yeah it it might be kind of silly picking against sin i'm gonna pick it, I'm gonna pick Sinton, okay and
1: so send and Randall versus so who who comes out there? yeah, um
0: I'll pick sin okay but but man, like they are like it's they're they're not quite clicking. but I say that. That series was so wild the last round when Jaquay and Blake Mitchell get ejected in the second game. Total ump show. I think they called like four or five box on Braden Brown. And like, oh, there's just, the umpires were all over that game. I read on Orange Bloods too, like some somebody pulled the video of that game. Like the, I guess, protect the umpires or something like that. I don't know. It was It was ridiculous. So they had to play game three, in a do or die game without Jaquay and Blake Mitchell. And pumped. And, and they had thrown Braden Brown. Yeah. So it was like, and then they came out and played one of their best games they played all playoffs. So maybe that's a little thing that's kind of ignited them a little bit. Um, I just have a hard time imagining that if Blake Mitchell's fully healthy, that he's not going to throw at least a little bit um, with a state championship in the balance there. So. Um, I'll, I'll stick with Sinton, Um, Although they just haven't really looked Sentinish in a while now.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Liberty Illo, just because of the road that they've passed through. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've been really tested. Um, that Salina matchup was huge. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna go with Ilu in round one. And I mean like we said it when we picked at the beginning, like we we can't pick anything other than sitting until somebody officially does it right. knock it off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go sitting And some teams have come have, close, but have, they haven't done it. I have to keep I have to keep my my former uh teammate um on on our good side. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go I'm gonna go with Sinton and a So yeah. Um, it's just it's, hard, and until somebody beats them, yeah. No, I mean tough. it's it. Yeah, we'll we'll face the music if that happens. But uh, in three A and two A, it's going to stay chalk for me. My team's to get there. I'm going to pick them to win it. So I'm going with Boyd and Shiner in three A and two A.
0: Yeah, I think Boyd and London are going to match up, and I'll I'll pick London. Um, okay, I, I, that that could be a that's a coin flip. It could really go um, either way. Both of those. You know, London's a perennial state title contender all the time. Um, yeah, and I'm with you on two A with with Shiner winning uh, yeah. winning that one. Another team, it just seems like every year it's there. They are sitting there, um, and they have some like they, it's for a two A program. They get some they get some talent that comes through there. I remember uh, yeah. seeing some of those guys they play with the Alamo Drillers. Some of them doing the summer and stuff like that which is a team that plays in a lot of our stuff that I really like. And uh, they've got some dudes on that team for sure. So get Shiner, Shiner taking it home there. But um, yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. Um, a lot of those ones, I mean, all of them could really go any way. I don't think that there's, I mean, 6A is just loaded. It's pretty cool that a lot of the best teams when this started ended up emerging out of there, you know, just, just, and they were tested, you know, Flower Mound went to a game three of prosper. Um they were tested several times deep in there. Westlake was tested several times, um, you know, Round Rock game three. Um, a lot of drama in the Johnson series. Uh, they needed a walk-off win against Brandeis early on in the playoffs. They were tested a lot. Cy Woods had to come back from from dropping a first game. Um, you know, pearlane had some early, early drama um, in the first couple rounds as well. So, you know, like they're staring at bases loaded, no outs in the second inning. With a one-zero lead in that way, do or die game, and ended up wiggling their way out of it and, and advancing there. So it'd be it'd be really really cool for sure. But um, you know, speaking of playoffs, I it it feels like it was about a month ago, but um, did see some of the games in that final round before the state tournament. I'm just going to run through some guys real quick. And a lot we've talked about a lot of these guys before because mm-hmm. um, because Rockwell and Heath are on there, but. um the Dylan Garcia catches in that in that series against the Woodlands. Um, if they would have won the state title, that they would have built that guy some sort of statue or something. Just right. two absolutely phenomenal catches. We got them on video, just amazing plays, robbing a walk-off hit and then robbing a leadoff double in extra innings. Just really high-level stuff. Um, what a career, what a high school season Micah Kendrick had. It, it, yeah, just hitting. Defense, energy, competitiveness, he is just a really, really good player and a really, really good prospect. Like, he's, he's got what it takes to not just thrive at the college level. He's got what it takes to, to, to figure out a way through pro ball as well. Um, really big fan of him after seeing him again. We talked about Jake Overstreet a lot in the great high school season he had, the big summer upcoming for him. Pearson Reebok coming, off, coming in from center field to throw. Up to 91, showing the change up more, just a real talented two-way prospect. Um, got my first look at Dylan Cheek playing third base, made a really high-level player there. Just a really calm, steady presence that you don't typically see from freshmen, especially in that situation. Um, on the Heat side, Drew Smith really jumped out to me again. Um, Caleb Hoover pounded the ball a couple times. I think he's going to have a big summer. Um, Colin Adams, a guy I know you've talked about, and, and Lyles as well, uh, really had some high-level moments for those guys. Um, on the sidewood side, McClain Helton's been on fire in the playoffs. He's, yeah. you know, arguably been their best hitter. Uncommitted 2024 left-handed hitter, first baseman. I think he's probably going to play outfield. Excuse me. Uh, next year, just because you know now currently they have one of the fastest and best outfielders in the state, and all those guys are going to graduate and move on. Mentioned Chase Morgan early on, how he's helped propel those guys. Um, The Woodlands, I mean, hats off to Braden Sharp. Um, I don't think that he was – excuse me, man, my allergies are killing me. Um, I don't think he was 100% physically. I think he was kind of fighting through some illness stuff and went out there and left it all on the field, threw extremely well to get those guys um, into a do-or-die game three situation. And then uh, Eric Daigle, 2025 arm, he's got some real promise. Um, On the sentence side, I already mentioned a lot of those usual suspects, but Aiden Moody, man, 2024 uncommitted right-handed pitcher, uh, big-time football player, super physical guy, looks like a linebacker on the mound. They needed him to not just close out game two, they needed him to start game three, and he did it, and he did it really, really well uh, against Davenport. And Davenport, man, hats off to that team, that coaching staff. I think this is their third year in existence. They gave Sinton everything Sinton could handle, and you can make a case that they were the better team in terms of performance. They just didn't have the big hit drop in. Like, you know, they had runners on base in the final game, and um, uh, Jacob Simon hit a ball, like, off the bat. I was like, oh, man, this has a chance ended up being caught at the wall on the warning track in center field would have won the game for him. Um, Braden Mulkey, if you don't know the name, he's going to be a guy in the 24 class. Left-handed hitter, can really run, uh, explosive, twitchy, had, I think, four hits in two games against Sinton, pulling the ball, hitting the ball to left center, tracking the ball well in the outfield. Uh, He, to me, is a no-doubt D1 prospect. Uh, and then 2024, Bubba Thompson really swung the bat well as well for Davenport. But um, Simon, who had in the St. Edwards, played a really good shortstop. I think he's probably long-term, probably more of a third baseman, but played a clean shortstop, really swung the bat well and competed well. But I was just really impressed overall with how those guys competed and played. Uh, Bernie champion, moving on, Jordan Ball in a shortstop. Uh, was committed to U- UTSA. Uh, really high-level player, really fast, um, small but physical, Good left-handed swing. Uh, He made a couple of highlight reel plays defensively. And then Big Gage Goldberg catching for those guys has gotten more physical. He can show the way it's coming off the bat there. He really works hard behind the dish. you got to look at Corpus Christi Ray. And, and, you know, quiet game for Jack Bell, but was 4-2 down the line. He's played a really high-level defense um, to end the season. And I feel even more confident that he's got a real chance to stick there long-term and and, and play at a good level. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know they didn't have the season they wanted to got knocked out there by a burning champion, but, um, excited for what's ahead for him, whether it's AM pro ball, um, it'll be, it, they really believe in the long-term projection there. So, um, yeah, those are the teams I went through I Had a couple of trips down in San Antonio, you know, cause we just, whenever we get the opportunity to see, you know, a Corpus team or, you know, some more San Antonio teams or Sinton and stuff like that, we usually don't get to those places during the season. It's always nice when those guys kind of come a little closer during the playoffs.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, I got to see the, the that Weatherford-Flower Mountain matchup um, that we talked about. Got to see uh, Golston pitch. Um, they saved him for game three after winning game one, knowing that they were going to face Cannon Kemp in game mm-hmm. two. And Cannon Kemp was really, really good. Um, then Golston was really, really good in game three. Um, and that's pretty much what it came down to. Weatherford played good baseball. Um, JT Cianega... Uh, was really good for Weatherford. I thought he swung the ball or swung the bat really well. Uh, Grayson commit. Um, I mean, I like the way he plays. He's, he's strong. Um, get good jumps in the outfield. Um, but in the end, Flower Mound was just too much. I mean, they, they're yeah. just loaded. I mean, that's the bottom line. Like a lot of these teams that have made it to round, round rock are. Um, but Flower Mound played good baseball. Um, obviously well coached um they just do a good job and uh the the arms their their top top line arms just came through for them and yeah and then on top of that with erickson just i mean he's a monster i'd love to. i mean he has i bet bet he has more rbis in the playoffs than some people had for the whole entire season oh i believe Um, it's been nuts like good players too i mean he's he's put on a show um and i think you know once when we do the refresh on rankings, I think it'll reflect that. But, um, oh, yeah, just a big time player can really hit, really run, physical. I mean, he's he looks what it like what an SEC player is supposed to look like. Yeah, and so that's a a, a good get. For, you know, who, for my my
0: player comp for him, mm-hmm. and I, like we always say when we we comp guys, like it's just. Not gonna say this is what he's going to become, but right, this is kind of what he
1: reminds. Oh us no, of. I know, I know where you're going with this, and you and you haven't said it, but I know where you're going. You know where I'm going with this? Well, I'll, let's see what you say. Tyler O'Neal. Oh, okay, not not where I thought like, was going. Tyler oh, go.
0: O'Neal, super physical, explosive, can really run bat speed. Like his dad, I think his dad was a body, like a pro bodybuilder. And like he clearly knows what he's doing in the weight room. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the like watching Sam Erickson. It's like watching a little Tyler O'Neill out there. Just everything is just like powerful and explosive. It's like quick back and impact and can run and like all these, all these sorts of things. It's just like this, this like all this muscle packed onto this frame. And it's like everything is just like powerful.
1: I thought you were going to go with. Just just because of the way you prefaced it with not saying who this is gonna he's gonna be, but
0: I thought you, you thought I was gonna to say to... Trout. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like Trout also I mean, has that same Tyler O'Neill-ish like vibe, like you know, just like kind of the compact frame, but very physical, can really run, can really accelerate, like line drives off the bat with impact like kind of just like you don't typically see guys with that kind of build run as fast as trout does right i think you could say about about erickson too like you don't especially at the high school level you don't typically see guys like that that
1: can move and also have that that physicality as well but what okay just let's let's clear this up we're not saying that he's gonna be mike trout but we're also not saying he's not gonna right yeah yeah. (laughs) well you you'll
0: see when we update our rankings you know like he's gonna be he's gonna be way up he'll be in a range to where if if we're right he'll be a very 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 heavily pro scouted guy this summer and next spring like with the intention of is this a guy that we're gonna pay millions of dollars to or not like that's that's where his level is right now like Right. You know, it's it's
1: it's way 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 up there. You know, he he he's ahead right now of some guys. Um, he's ahead of some guys that are in that conversation right now. Yeah, you think of last year. It, yeah. That's a great point.
0: You think of some of the guys that we've been so high on in the outfield group of the 23s, You know, Aiden Smith, Caden Sorrell, Aiden Howard. Um, you know those types of players. Like he's. It, mm he's he is ahead of where those guys were at this point like yeah this way a with those guys we're like, oh yeah like it's it's coming like there's a chance this really takes off with him it's like oh it's taking off it's like right he's on the rocket ship how high is it going to keep soaring you know and where is he going to kind of settle in with his talent level at this level and you know fortunately for pro scouts you know like you're your game was a great example of that. Like you went to go see them versus Weatherford. Like they're gonna play good high school competition. So you're gonna get good looks. Um, and uh yeah, we'll see. I know I know area code tryouts started today. Um, and it's always a little bit different for those guys that are still in the state tournament, but they end up trying out things like that. So be curious to see what that uh what that area code line outfield looks like for that 24 group. Cause there's some there's some dudes in the outfield yeah. for that class for sure. Like mm-hmm. like we'll talk about a guy I saw down at the twelve stuff. That, I mean woof, it was uh, it it was electric down there. Yeah, um, well but, that's a good segue. Yeah, yeah Go good segue. So we are um, we've partnered. You know, I say partner. So uh, the twelve baseball organization is doing kind of a scout league when they're not playing in events, you know, away from home, when they're not playing in, you know, five tool, PG USA, whatever. Um, They're just kind of like, Hey, you know, like when we're not traveling, or maybe we don't need to travel this weekend, let's host scrimmages between our players at our place and have somebody cover it for us. And we're like, yes, sounds great. Let's do it. So I was down there for their opening weekend, which I did all their testing um, which they do a really, really good job of of getting, you know, 60s, verticals, broad jumps, the power, kneel throw, 10s, um, the 5'10", the five, uh, five, 5, velocity, all this sorts of stuff. Kind of build up a base layer for these guys in the summer and then see where they are at the end of the summer and then again next year if they're still in the program. So I was down there for the opening week and for the testing and things like that, and then they also did some scrimmages. So that's all the 2024s and 2026s. And I with the 2024s, and the guy I was talking about was Braylon Payne. Like, I knew brilliant Payne was going to run fast. It's a guy we really, really liked when we saw him in the summer. Uh, he ended up ranking sixth on that 2024 list from the jump. And he ran a 6 two, 8 and he was flying. Like, it would have been a little bit of a better time, but he was so focused on his running that he almost ran into the cone. That was where, I believe, the 10-yard mm-hmm. dash mark was, so he kind of had to veer a little bit uh ran a great time and i went back and hand timed it with the video and it was right on there and then he gets into the batting cage and like i knew he could hit like you talk to people around that program they're super high on his hitting ability i didn't know he had this kind of impact he hit a ball 101 miles an hour off the tee now people kind of roll their eye oh you know you're hitting the ball off a tee this and that like it's still a good measure of raw strength and like bat speed because it's not easy to step up to a tee and like crank out a huge exit velocity like
1: well i mean and it's it's another way i mean it's the only way you can really truly equalize things for yeah re- metric recording purposes you right know, putting it on the tee because not all bp or soft posters are are created equal so yeah um yeah i mean that for us that's been the way we've found the easiest to do it and be consistent with so right
0: if you're doing testing and that like the putting a ball in the tee is going to be the same for every single guy there's going to be nothing different about about how that happens and he hit a ball 101 miles an hour off the tee and i was like i didn't know he had that kind of impact like i knew he could hit i didn't know there's there's that much developing power but you've seen him he's got I mean, he's gotten a lot more physical right. uh took some really good at bats in the game He's already set the stolen base record at Elkins, but now it looks like the the impact. I mean, Elkins, like, Elkins has got a history of guys coming through that program and being really, really, really good. Um, So now it's not just, like, hitting ability and speed. Like, there's going to be some impact off the bat, and I'm super excited to see what happens with him this summer and then, again, looking way ahead into the spring because there are a lot of tools there and he's got more physical and there's still more to come he's got a long frame but just plus plus runner you start to think about what the raw power is like with that kind of exit velocity to me he's got plate awareness and tracking pitches and all that sort of stuff takes good at bat so he's he's kind of on that trajectory too like it's it's just going to keep going up it's just kind of where it settles in Uh, but running through some of those 2024 names and I wrote a, a really detailed scout notes on both the 24s and the 26s, so I'm not going to mention all of those guys just to, for the sake of not turning this into a marathon podcast. Uh, but you can go online to 5 and, and check out all that coverage. But um, Houston Tomlinson from Grand Oaks really caught my eye on the mound. Uh, there was a recent video of him in the bullpen throwing 94. Uh, he was up to, I believe, 91 in this outing. Six-foot, He's got some room to continue filling out, but it was a really easy operation on the mound. Easy strikes, um, some signs of command with the fastball, threw the slider for strikes. The shape of that pitch can improve in terms of the the spin and stuff like that, but threw it for strikes, executed it. He's uncommitted right now. He's going to be a guy that I think a lot of D1 coaches are going to want to see this summer. Uh, Devin Nunez, my first look at him from Navasota, he's committed to Nebraska. Guy's a ball player, man, really skilled. Can play infield, can play outfield. To give you an idea of what kind of motor he has, he went f- sliding into the fence down foul territory down the right field line and try to catch a foul ball in a scrimmage. It's kind of what player he is. Really strong hands in the batter's box. Um, you know, kind of like I bet he's got some of those boxer-type hands, just kind of those heavy, strong hands that he hits with. Uh, really skilled player. Hats off to Nebraska for coming into Texas to get him. That looks like a really good get. Uh, Brock DeYoung from Cinco Ranch, shortstop, um, got some twitch, some explosiveness, uh, ran a good 60. I have really quick hands during the scrimmage portion, a really hard line drive single back up the middle. Um, and then, like, kind of, to me, maybe the of the non Braylon Payne category, the star of the show um, might have been James Ramey, Ramu. R-H A R-H-E-A-U-M-E. I should have asked him while I was there how to pronounce it. Um uh, from String I'm gonna go, Jes- I
1: think I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's Rome.
0: Rome? That does sound better. Rome. Yeah, let's go with let's go with Rome. Um he uh big physical guy. Uh let me find my notes here. So like he was the one that had, I think, 103 mile an hour exit velocity off the tee. Um, he ran a six seven one sixty. He's listed. He's listed six three one ninety. He looked to me more like six four two hundred. And then he got on wow. the mound. He touched ninety three miles an hour, and he did it with a release height that was about five feet to about five and a half feet. Which, if you think about it, from that frame when you're releasing the ball at that kind of height, it creates unique carry is just the way the slot's coming out. You know, you hear in pro right. ball a lot of times they talk about VAA, vertical attack angle. So the lower your slot, the more potential you have to kind of create that angle where the fastball just kind of jumps on guys. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of unique to see a guy with that height have that kind of release. And then he had a slider that was up to 2,500 RPM with spin. So I'm thinking like, there are a lot of really exciting tools here. Uh, again, he went to straight judge, but he's uncommitted. Um, hits from the left side. And it showed in game two. He had some good in-game at-bats as well. Uh, that's going to be a guy that D1s are are going to want to make, make it a point to go see because there's some really, really exciting tools there. Um, another Grand Oaks guy, Bennett Hale, uh, who caught for that black team. They just uh, Embarrassment of riches Richards with the catchers there um, in the 12 program. Had a 2.03 in-game pop and another 1.9 one as well. Caught a runner stealing. Um, liked what he showed um Kaden miller had some really really good testing um a guy i know that they're really excited about in that program um anthony ramirez from deer park uh had, had looked like a little bit of a hidden gem up to 87 on the mound slider with good spin at 75 through a lot of strikes um something that the coaches down there think catcher is probably his best position but man he was really good on the mound too and swung the bat really well as well and then uh Two guys I, I saw in the spring that I again saw him again and just really liked these guys Christian Hallmark and Drew Saucedo from Brandy's. Both are uncommitted, um, both ran really well in testing. Um, Saucedo had a great vertical jump. Kind of a for a guy that's added some physicality, he's not that skinny anymore. He's kind of got some sneaky pops, some sneaky explosiveness. Um, so, so, those are some of the names from the 24 group, and they're running through some of the 26s. Um, Harper Gates from Tomball. We've talked about that Tomball young classes. Oh, my gosh. They just got dudes and dudes and dudes for day coming through that Tomball program. Harper Gates had some of the best command of anybody I saw. 24, 26, whatever. Fastball up to 87. Knew exactly what he was doing with it at all times. So There's was a really high-level talent, uh, two-way talent. Um, Jordan Garza, another really high-level two-way talent that had some bright moments at catcher. and on the mound. Tyler Romos from Texas City, physical catcher that moves really well for his size, some advanced catch and throw skill. Um, and then Wyatt Kluett, kind of a big, tall, toolsy guy, uh, really good at bats from the left side, two way guy that, that was interesting on the mound as well. Um, Judd Dow who's been committed to AM for a long time, really high level tools. Um, David Dinko Rodriguez, like this guy is just a gamer, man. Uh, Katie Taylor just knows how to play the game, knows how to put the ball in play, knows how to make winning plays, plays defense at a high level at second base. Um, They just love that guy down there in the 12 program. Um, Aiden Shreve had a really good day from the two-way side. Um, Jeremiah McClain um, did some nice things, at shortstop, same with Austin Davidson. Um, And then Carson Reeder really threw well off the mound. I believe he was up to 86. Um, His slider was getting some very, very uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable takes and swings. So, Again, you can get to 5 and I've got way more detailed kind of notes on all of these guys. But um, just a, those are just a few of the names that really stood out during our, during our time down there. And uh, we'll spend a lot of time down there. We're going to have a lot of video coverage, a lot of written coverage um, from that scout league down there, which is really exciting. And I'll probably get some eyes on that 2025 class this upcoming weekend. But um, the older guys, the college guys, every time I get onto the college Twitter page, it's just like – Dudes on there and some big names and big stuff, big bats. You know, there's a lot of talent in that college league right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've been excited. Um, You know, a handful of teams got going last week, Um, really kicked off this week with everybody in action. Well, not everybody. There's just a few Connie Mack teams that still haven't played, but yeah. um, Some good arms. Like you said, there's, I was, it's, it's tough to keep up with all the Twitter stuff just because there's so many, so much going on, but um you know i know from the games i was at from the the five team um that kind of a collection of guys that we put together but riley bauman obviously was 9497 um yeah, in his first work. out first outing after being out of uh rehab uh first live outing at least um cade crossland who's in the portal uh rockwall left-hander that he was easy 8991 yesterday um uh flashing really really good change up he's starting to get quite a bit of interest um as a portal guy um but yeah you mentioned it like guys like pavian Vaughns Cade McGar Lane Allen uh Mac Rose like guys like that there's some there's some big name guys out there playing and we've had some really good baseball so far um so excited to keep uh going with that as some of the JUCO guys that were actually in the World Series start making their way back to town um, but really good product so far. We've been really pleased. Um, we've got currently we're sitting at 41 teams and over 700 players in the league. So, wow. yeah, so it's Man. a lot, to, a lot to keep track of, but it's, it's been fun so far and, uh, we're looking forward for a, another good season there. Um, I did get to see a handful of games this past weekend out at, at the regional kickoff. Um, Got am just gonna mention a couple of teams I didn't get to see everybody, but a couple of teams I did get to watch a couple games of Dallas Tigers Bergman. um Berkeley Roddy uh, was really really good in the mound. He showed impressive stuff two thousand and twenty four from Boswell uh Sawyer Farr um looked like the guy he's been billed to be just watching him move around is fun. Uh, just good player. and uh, you know, a lot of these teams are still missing guys uh, because of the playoffs, but Brayman uh, Braden Bergman was good mm-hmm. in his outing. Um, and I got a, one of my first looks at Sawyer Strauss and whew, like he's good. Um, mm-hmm. he, he looks the part and he plays the part. So really impressed with him. He's going to be a guy that's going to be major player on the scene this year. Uh, Brady gray was good. Swung the bat. Well on the weekend, um, and then Caden Richardson was good in his start. Uh, moving over to another team, the DFW, um, DFW Twins. Uh, got to see the bits and pieces of a couple of their games. Uh, the 17U black team. Um, Charlie Anderson had had a good weekend at the plate. Brady Coe just continues to do all the baseball-y things that we like about him. Just yeah. a really good feel for the game. Always looks comfortable in the box. Um, Tate Green, um, the guy that we've talked about before a lot uh, from Allen, really good player, knows how to play defense. You can put him anywhere on the infield. Even got up on the mound, just found his way on base. Um, Somebody's going to get a really good player in him. Ryan Jones did some nice things on the weekend. Um, I didn't see his outing, but Jackson Burns was really good. Same with Aiden White. Uh, five tool GPA alum. Another guy I really liked that I had never seen before, to my knowledge at least, was Cam Harris. Uh, oh, 2020- yeah, the big old guy from Brock 24 out of Brock. I mean, he's physical and he made a play like deep in the hole up the middle at second base. I mean, like he physically, he's a, a big guy, right? He's listed at 6'2 205 on the roster, but man, he made a play. Up the middle, kind of a backhand play, and just fired it over to first. Like, you know, he was a 5'10, 180 pound Latin guy. I mean, it was a, it was like clean, it was slick. Um, then he got on the mound. He's, he's got some loud tools. Um, so I was impressed with him. Um, let's see who else the Duran baseball group. Um, they were good. You got the Birdine twins from Alito on that team. Uh, guys that we've seen good before they're they're playing up in a twenty four year old group. um but a good team they they ended up they ended up with the win. um so they were they were impressive. They just played really good baseball um had some had some arms that just competed to the strike zone. Jensen Huffman was one of those. um but impressive group. I didn't know a whole lot about them. I think it relatively new. um but Uh, I liked what I saw from them and they came out of there victorious. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a good kickoff weekend for us and, you know, got another one that got the Connie Mack qualifier starting today. Then we're going to be getting into the pudge and then off to the races as we go. So, uh, excited about all that.
0: Yeah. And then
1: I know we had some, the
0: SoCal kickoff, there's a bunch of coverage I was going through there. That was really, really good out in California I'm going to kind of go through and, and write about a couple of those guys because there's some big time performances out there. And also a few arms that were uncommitted. They looked like they had some really, really good stuff. So um, make sure yeah. you go check out our California coverage and, and get the latest on, on that area because uh, there's always dudes out in Southern California and other California. But I'm I'm still looking through this college stuff. Like <laughs> Bryce McCain was up to 94. <laughs> like. JM Long's out there. Like, I mean, there's just dude after dude after dude um in this league. And it's like if you go perform out there, like I get it, like there's the element of you're getting your work in, you're you're working on things, you're you're prepping yourself, you know, all these guys are kind of in different modes. But if you perform in the college league, your chances are you're doing so against really good competition, like because there's a lot of stuff a lot of velocity a lot of hitting ability and and all sorts of stuff out there so um all of that you can find all of that at five tool college and obviously you can go to five tool.org and just check out the line uh, for the collegiate league and and follow all those guys there and, and, and stay up to date with all that coverage but yeah we've got it all going right now the college league the um our summer stuff across you know everywhere in the nation really it seems like i know we had stuff going on in the midwest this past weekend as well we had coverage from out uh from out there and then the high school playoffs are gonna be wrapping up um this week at the state tournaments there and then uh before we know it it'll be you know it'll be Pudge time Mattingly time Breckman time Mickey Mantle time I mean it's it's all coming up um fast and heavy right now but um oh well, you got anything else before we uh before we jump out of here any uh I don't any, any college baseball takes any life takes any Ooh. any eating Eating adventures,
1: uh, no eating, uh, usually on the run, drinking my calories, okay. Um, with vegetable, my athletic greens, athletic um, greens, okay, yeah. Which Jeff Kahn has, I have gotten Jeff Kahn on, so I'm proud of oh, that. Oh, okay, yep. Um, so do you guys back. do like, do you guys do like wind sprints in between games out there or? or? <laughs> Or do you guys no. get your phones out and just kind of you know work on your, uh, your video fingers? Uh well there's no competition there. So I no, no. Yeah, fastest not, hands
0: in the southwest, Jeff Kahn. Yeah,
1: yeah. He crushed it again this weekend. Um and then last night got some really good college stuff. But um no, no, no sprints. Um but college baseball wise, uh so some some surprises. Um a lot of drama Colorado. in the regionals coming out of the regionals yeah um yeah it's gonna be interesting uh i shoot i don't i don't really know who i would put down as a favorite right now um it'll be an inch there's a lot more intrigue in this group just because of the unknown i mean lsu's been up there all year yeah but you know i it'll be interesting they've got the star power they've got the offense we'll see how you know, see how the pitching holds up just because of injuries. Pat, once you get past Steen's and Thatcher, heard mm-hmm. um, Tennessee, I think is scary. Um, I think them going on the road for a super probably puts that chip back on their shoulder, which I yeah, think, I is think how, so too, how, how they play best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Florida had to go to go to the, all the way to the end against tech. Uh, but man, they're loaded. I think Florida's got a good chance to come out of that side of the bracket. The other bracket's gonna be a little trickier to me. Um I think it's there's a lot more there's a lot more possibilities than that. But I'm gonna say that Florida comes out of their side of the bracket. Okay. Um well now they'll probably get swept now that I say that. But um, um on the other side, I'm gonna say, I mean, Wake just blew through their through their regionals. To so. me, they look like well, so did TCU though.
0: So yeah, yeah. Um, to me, Wake I, looks like the best team. The co- and I, I mean, yeah, they're they're, one seed, they're like, they deep. look they're, like a number one seed.
1: Yeah, they they're different. Like they're deep everywhere. So I I think like as far as like most complete team, I would probably have to. I mean, them in Florida uh, are probably the two most complete. I'd have LSU up there as potentially the best lineup, mm-hmm. but. I just don't, I don't know how their pitching has to hold up and they got to stay on the winner's bracket side, I think. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I, you know, is not as obvious as I felt like it's been in the past. I mean, it never yeah. turns out the way that we think it's going to, nobody had OU in the finals when it got started, but, right. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot less chalky in my opinion than it, than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. so that'll be fun to track.
0: Interesting to me too. There's a lot of interconference matchups in the Supers. You know, with Yeah, I think I LSU, Kentucky, Duke, Virginia, Florida, South Carolina, and I know it just it worked weird that it was like 14 of the 16 hosts were on that side of the US and then there was Oklahoma State and they had to go way out for Stanford um i guess indiana state midwest you know and sucks for them that well they just circumstances didn't allow them to host a super regional because of you know hotels and facilities and all that sort of stuff for
1: for indiana state well it was Hmm. the special olympics
0: yeah okay and that just killed the hotel availability they're just
1: they're just well the staffing as much as anything yeah you know like the indiana state apparently just didn't have the manpower um to, to do it. Cause I'm, I'm thinking they were using, using the baseball stadium as some like as some sites for some of the special Olympics stuff. I don't know that, but that's, that's how those things go. There's a lot of misinformation thrown around when it comes to hosts and who would be going where and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it is, it is unfortunate for a team that's, you know, done what they've done and, the earned the ability having to a do historic
0: that. season, yeah. And then they have, to, yeah. They have, and I mean, you're, you, you know, have to go on the road and play one of the hottest
1: teams in the country in TCU. right? Right? It's, um, yeah, there's no, there, there I don't think, I mean, there isn't anybody hotter. I mean, there's bottom line. I mean, I, I, going back the last two weeks at least, um, yeah, so they
0: caught fire at the right time for sure. They had an interesting year, they started like this and then they just kind of bottomed
1: out for a while and then they just caught fire again. Hey, we, Um, all that matters this time of the year is being hot at the right time. And, you know, like we've said before, a lot of times the teams that do it, it's kind of like some of the high school stuff or the teams that do it are the teams that have had to go through some adversity, you know, like every team that I can remember that just cruised through the regular season, they don't make it, you know Mm -hmm. I mean? Like how many, we've talked about it. How many times, I mean, it's a ridiculous stat of like the last time the actual number one overall seed won the thing. Yeah. Um. You know, Tennessee was that team last year, and they didn't even get to Omaha. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's all about being hot at the right time. Um, and you know, they're TCU is as hot as anybody. So uh, no no surprises if they make a run. Um, but you know that said, like I said, if I'm if I'm picking them or touting them, they'll probably get swept. But
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so, just yeah. kind of how it goes for us sometimes. But yeah, regional stuff was really really exciting. Super regionals would be. They're really good as well. It should be a, a wide open Omaha when that field emerges with the final eight teams there um, in the college world series. But uh, well, I think that's all I got. Um it's been a uh, it's it's been all baseball all the time around here and then just surviving with the uh with the kids in the house. Um my daughter is on the verge of walking and she's not even one yet, so she's Excellent. getting into everything we cannot turn our head away or she's pulling up or opening a cabinet or sticking something in our mouth. So a little <laughs> different, a little different when the first one wasn't like that at all. And this one is like the quintessential messy eater crawling all over the place, opening all the cabinets, sticking things in her mouth. Like just, just being a baby, just being a baby. So being a baby. Two kids and get the in-laws dog, the mad, the mad woman dog in the house. It's keeping us on our toes, but yeah. um, make sure you're following us at five tool pod on Twitter and, and Instagram as well. And again, follow all of our coverage, five It's got everything. And remember, you can customize the coverage or that homepage to be what you want it to be. So if you just want to track a certain event, you can track a certain event and then just click the event, click follow, and then check your line certain teams certain high schools certain players um certain you know kind of areas like wherever you want to tailor it um you can by just clicking that follow button and make that line uh, what you want to see because we know this time of the year you can log on there. It's like whoa there's stuff from dallas and houston and east texas and the midwest and southern california and northern california and the college league and 12 scout league and like there's a lot of stuff going on at one time so it's really easy to kind of tailor your own line uh, to follow what you want to follow in for those players out there too, especially this time of the year, man, we're going to be getting a lot of video of those players that play in five tool events. Make sure you check out our subscription options. We think it's just a really great value for what you get out of it. Having access to all those videos, being able to build your profile, um, sharing that with anyone you want to share that with, especially college coaches, um, we do have a lot of college coaches. We do have pro scouts that are subscribers on the website that are following guys and, you know, getting contact numbers and all that sorts of stuff. So, um, we think it's a really, really, really great tool, um, for, for high school players to get on there and get a premium subscription and then tailor that profile. And then, you know, most importantly have the video, like, you know, you've got nine videos of yourself on there, um, might as well get an opportunity to kind of share those around and make sure those get to the college's hands and things like that. So uh, you can go to five and then click the join button up top and just kind of look at those memberships, but um, you got anything else? You ready to get out of here?
1: I, I have nothing. righty.
0: Well, for, for Drew, I'm Dustin. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode one sixteen of the five tool podcast until we talk to you all next time. Take care.